Joe and Laura's Realty. Can I help you live the life of your dreams? Hey, uh, it's Grady. Grady? I know it's been a long time. I, I just, uh, I just, thought I'd I'm, call. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't recognize this number. What is this area code? 729? Uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's from Knoxville. 729 is a Knoxville is area that, code now. Is that where you are? No, uh, I've been out west for a while. I got a spot in Albuquerque. Okay. Um, hey, Grady, I don't, I don't want to seem rude, but I'm busy. Work is crazy. Was there something specific you needed? Yeah. Uh, yeah no no worries, Joe. I, I, are you still doing real estate? Yeah. I mean, I guess. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> you, you answer, now that I think about it, you answered about real estate. It's been a long time since everything. I know, I know things didn't end well, and I just want to say uh, mistakes were made back in the day, you know? Mm -hmm. I was 18 when it was you and me. Hey, um, Grady, mistakes are lapses in judgment. You were on a whole other level. I don't think we have any kind of normal relationship for you to just be calling me out of the blue. Look, Grady, I don't know what you want, but you've never tried to explain yourself. First week of May, spring in full bloom. You thought you would it would be fun, just fun, a lark, drive me to the edge of town and leave me at Mingo Slump? I know. Grady, that was the same swamp you'll remember where a month earlier a boy had disappeared. You pretended to show me something outside your truck, and then you'd you jump out into the tree to show me, and then you'd jump back in the truck, and you, you drove off. You left me alone, in the dark, with nothing but the sounds of swamp creatures and the smell of decay. I was a mess back then. You know that. We were, we were kids. I was distracted from anything approaching maturity. And I, I did come back for you later that night, but you were gone. That's all, you, okay, okay, if that's all you have to say. Look, as long as we're getting things off our chest, you were never invited to my mother's funeral. Seeing your face out of the blue on one of the most fragile days of my life? I just thought... And even worse? That incredibly weird gift. Grady, a diary of my mother's that you, quote, somehow had all this time, unquote. It was important to me to... You fictitiously scripted memories, thoughts you knew nothing about. I pushed that whole thing way down, same way I did with all my impressions of you. Joe, I knew your mom a bit. Come on. You know that... No, you didn't. Maybe you thought you did. I knew her through you. Grady, my mother and I's relationship was, at its best, rocky. Well, I thought that through the diary... Grady, Grady, it was severely inappropriate. (sighs) Did you at least at some point read the part where the three of us spend an afternoon 
under the sassafras tree in your backyard and I had my guitar and we ended up having a small crowd and I played my song Our Yellow and Blue makes Aquamarine and everyone was into it. I, I, do you recall? Uh, I don't even know what to say. I don't know. I don't remember, okay? Are you asking me if I remember the real version? I do remember the three of us fighting under that tree and you throwing a rock at a stray dog. Grady, surprise. I honestly did not want to read any of your diary of my deceased mother, and I still don't. Why would I? Okay, please tell me you still have it. Joe, I will, I will buy it from you. I, do you still have it? Don't throw it away, okay? Look, look, I will, Grady, I, Grady, I'm just going to let you go now, okay? This call has not been as successful as I had first imagined. But I did have one other matter of business that I thought you and I could attend to. Okay, let's get it over with what? Well, do you remember during our senior year, we opened, it wasn't even known as a food truck in those days because it was before the prevalence of food trucks, but we did, you and I have a very successful business out of my Volkswagen uh, van that had a kitchen module in the back. Of course I remember. Do you remember our most popular item that we would sell before school started most mornings? Grady, the only good memory I have with you is eating Eggadilla. Well, I've been supporting myself in Albuquerque using that same Volkswagen and it's it's been wildly successful. I filled out the paperwork for the trademark and I filled out the inventor paperwork. I just want you to know that I have listed you as a co-partner and co-owner in Egadia Inc. Uh, um, what am I supposed to do with that? Grady, this would tie me to you legally and financially when I haven't even seen you in a decade. Look, in my own high school way, I loved you, but I know what love is now, and that was not the real thing. Look, I'm happy. I have a thriving business. I have a happy family. We're full of joy. We go on vacation to Daytona twice a summer. Like, I don't need this from you. What are you thinking? Why did you call me? I'm willing to do all of the work, Joe, and you can sit back and take pride in something we created in high school. I don't want to be tied to you, legally and financially, that's, no. How would I ever explain you to my husband? Absolutely not. I'm sorry. I can't be part of this. Well, you're welcome to disregard the packages that are coming in the mail for you to sign. However, if you have a change of heart, you're welcome to sign those documents and reply using the self-addressed stamped envelope. You know what? Don't ever call me again. This was so inappropriate.
that's perhaps familiar. Ah, uh, yes. You phoned Joe yesterday. That's right, I did. Mr. Hall, do you mind if I call you Grady? Sure, no problem. Grady, by any measure, Joe was particularly affected by your dialing her up. Okay. She hasn't been herself. Earlier, she was preparing dinner salad. She chopped iceberg lettuce leaves so fine. We ended up eating a pesto dish. Have you ever had pesto gravy with iceberg lettuce? Uh, no, sir, I have not. Grady, you sent Joe in motion, chatting about the past and really the future. Her mother's diary, I must say. Well, I stayed up most of the night reading it. It's over 700 pages. You got There is some material there. Her mother's plot, it seems, the plot to murder the florist. I mean, she'd finally eliminate this cruel town gossip, wouldn't she? She'd hoped to win the favor of her landlord. Just the sending of flowers each month instead of rent. a true story, sir. Grady, the parcels with all of your business information arrived yesterday. I was fascinated by how voluminous this was. All those pages and envelopes, they, they could have filled two suitcases. Yes, sir. You know you could have emailed it all. At any rate, for what it's worth, I I've noted you really trend towards tell-all when you express yourself on the paper. <laughs> I guess you're right. Uh, Grady, your ledger of money is collected with this, uh, concern you have, the Agadir. Yes, sir. The ledger of monies was not unremarkable. Thank you, sir. You're saying... Most recently, that you've been collecting $2,500 a day, selling crimped tortilla full of scrambled egg. That's correct, sir. Out of the back of your car? Yes, sir. Grady, before I was cruelly attacked and sued overseas for so-called pump-and-dump financial scheme, I was an entrepreneur in my own right. I didn't know that, sir. Yes, uh, I parlayed undervalued stock derivatives and limited option contracts on commodities futures. Wow. In my early days, I felt just as you must feel now, raw, unstoppable talent like 
electricity, lightning, exposing proud dark codges for the vampires they actually are. Uh, yes, sir. Those were the days. Of course, I ended up spending six trips around the sun, incarcerated at Prison Bowen. I see. Getting another call. <laughs> Grady, uh, perhaps we could chat further another time. Yeah, sure. Oh, oh, well, one last question. Was the handwriting in Joe's mother's diary, was that yours? Uh, yes, sir. You didn't have it done? No, I did not. Fascinating. Okay. Joe. Grady? Nice to hear from you. Well, I heard you and Phil had a talk last night. Yeah, I gotta say, it surprised me a bit. Well, after your talk ended, another talk kept going, and it got bigger and bigger. Honestly, Phil and I had a huge fight. I'm even calling you from Daytona. I had to come out here to get some peace. What? Anyway, Grady, Phil and I are separating. What? Oh my God. I know, I know. It's Phil. He wants the company. He wants Agadia. The more we talked, thought, really, he was so adamant. Oh, just... For your half of the business. Oh, definitely that. But he wants it. The whole thing. He was vindictive, vicious, venomous. Well, the whole thing. I mean, Eddie is my baby. I'd be forced to charge him a, a premium price. I know. If I loaned him out of all my personal savings, he'd have a down payment for the financing. But, I don't know, that seems foolish. But I feel a lot of strong feelings around this whole thing. I want Egadia to be as big as possible, you know? A full-on chain, like a Starbucks or something. It really does have appeal. Well... If he's willing to put up my my price point, I I want to see it do well. I mean, I I would be I could be the one to give him training. I could I could train him for four weeks as a part of his purchasing the full company. I mean, what do you think? Well, um, 
I don't know. It kind of highlights something even deeper that I'm feeling. Could you do me a favor? Sure. After you and Phil get squared away with the Egadia concept in Albuquerque, could you tutor me in opening up a real, even better Egadia shop here in Central Florida? You could even just write it down, a manual. You are a great diarist. And I know a lot of it would come back to me, you know, just like when we were young. Joe, I could totally do this for you. I mean, I could even do you one better. I would come out to you in Central Florida, you and me, start over with my knowledge and mastery, not to mention my hustle, my stick-to-itiveness. We could begin the real Agadea, probably under some kind of different name. You really got me thinking, Joe. While I'm training Grady, I could pepper in just enough booby traps to where his business would eventually implode. No, 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 no. That's too far. Well, I don't know. I can see it all working out, Joe. It's, forgive the expression, a recipe for success. I can't. Grady, you saying that, it gave me the feeling that I got at the swamp all those years ago. Joe, give yourself time. We'll be making egg sandwiches together in like four, four months at the most. I bet we could even be looking at $500 profit a week after the first year together. Look, just sell your business to Phil. I can't handle all of this plotting. I want you so bad. I'm going to the Speedway. Oh, hello? Hello? Listening to the Attentionist Podcast with Jeffrey Little. That's me, yours truly. This production was Bookkeeper, and it was a series of three phone calls. What did you think? Let me know any feedback of any kind. L I L W H Q at gmail.com. It would be interesting to hear what you thought. 
You can find further episodes of The Attentionist wherever you get your podcast. Just type it in. There's over a dozen now of these brief, wild, immersive stories. You can also support the show through patreon.com. Look for my first and last name there. All all at one thing. It's a Geoffrey, though. G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y. Little. Jeffrey Little in the Patreon universe. You also get extras. There's some weird and cool stuff for just $3 a month. A special thanks to Tara Little, my esteemed spouse, who played the role of Joe. Oh, the music. The music. That was by local composer Matt Wigton and Wicked Cinema. You can find him on the socials, etc. Hey, thanks again. I really appreciate you checking this out. Until next time, this is The Attentionist. Attentionist.